0: I'm turning to that second chapter of Matthew this evening and to uh, verse 11, well-known words. The wise men come to uh, worship the Lord Jesus and when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. I think if ever we ask the youngsters what the three gifts were, they come up with these answers very readily. But uh, I want us to explore them a little here this evening. Gold. Well, we think we not know what gold is. We perhaps haven't got much. But uh, frankincense, what's that? And myrrh. Strange things. And why did the wise men give such gifts to the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, let's just think about this for a little while this evening. <coughs> gold. Gold. Gold is malleable. Do you know what that means, youngsters? Malleable. Well, it's easily moulded into shapes. In fact, it is the most malleable element. You know, an element is when you've got something and it can't be anything else. Water's not an element. It's two elements put together, isn't it? Do you know that is uh, oxygen and two lots of hydrog- hydrogen. And uh, when you put them together, you get water. That's funny, isn't it? Two gases, and then you get water. Well, this is chemistry, and it's fascinating, and it's marvellous, but gold, you can't turn it into two different things. Gold is, well, gold is gold. It's only one thing, but it is most malleable. And uh, pure gold is so soft, I don't think I've ever seen any or ever handled any, but pure gold is so soft that it can even be moulded by hand if you press it hard enough. A single ounce of gold, how big do you think that is? Well, I think a single ounce of gold is a bit like the size of a a one-pound coin. Now, uh, an ounce of gold is much heavier than that. But uh, one ounce of gold, it can be rolled into a 300-foot square. How big is that? Well, if you look at me three times up, and then go that way, laying down three times, that's how much about 300 square foot is. And you can take one ounce, one ounce of gold that doesn't look much more than a one-pound coin, and you can beat it out and you can roll it out and get that great big square. And in fact, if you were able to do that, you'd need some special tools, I think, but you could even see through it. It would be transparent. So that's an amazing thing thin enough to be transparent. Do you know? Do you know, you young people, the Lord Jesus is enough for everyone. He can cover all of us and he can cover all our sin. No wonder these wise men gave the gift of gold. They knew something of this. They'd had insight to it. The Holy Spirit has spoken to their hearts. That's why they travelled all that way. And as they thought, what should we give to this one? this uh, saviour that's coming into the world. We must give him gold, because he's a king. And he can cover all our sin. They knew that. Gold is yellow. Wait you say? Mr Baker, <laughs> you're not telling us anything we don't know. Gold is yellow. And gold is, well, what colour is it? Well, it's, it's gold. It's gold. Well, we know that, don't we? But, you know, the strange thing is that pure gold is the only metal that is a distinctive colour. And what a strange colour for the Lord to choose. Yellow, yellow. You know, most other metals they are either grey or a sort of uh, silvery uh, colour, Uh, pretty dull really. And um, lead and iron, the only time that they have a bit of colour is when they rust like iron. They've got a sort of reddish colour. But that's when the atmosphere, the oxygen and the water... Reacts with the surface of the iron and it rusts it, it corrupts it, and it comes. Well, it's not a very nice red, it's not a bright red or anything like that. But gold, gold is yellow, amazing. Other metals tarnish that's what we mean by it oxidizing or it rusts or something like that. But you know, gold. Is yellow and it's pure and it never corrupts. It never gets uh, uh, oxidised or anything like that. It doesn't seem to react with other chemicals at all. You know, gold is used for a lot of coins, but you have to mix it with something otherwise it will be too soft and it get dented too quick. So you have what's called an alloy. You know what an alloy is, don't you? It's when two or more metals are mixed together, and often gold is mixed with something else, just to make it a bit harder. You see my ring. It's been on my finger for 51 years. And uh, if it was pure gold, well, in the first place, I probably couldn't have afforded it, but if it was pure gold, I think it would have got all mangled by now, after all the washing up it's done and all that sort of thing over the years. But it's been mixed. It's an alloy with another metal. I don't even know what it is. But you see, this ring, I think I can remember is about half gold and half something else. And there's a way of measuring it. We measure gold and its purity in what are called carrots, beginning with a K, nothing to do with the vegetable, but carrots. And uh, this is a 12-carat gold ring, because it's half. And so you may guess that gold is measured in 24ths. Not tenths, not twelfths, but twenty-fourths. Strange, isn't it? But someone worked that out years ago. And so if this is a 12-carat gold ring, it means it's half, 12-twenty-fourths. And that's how you measure it in uh, that way. You know, Mrs Baker, years ago, when we lived in Scotland, she worked for a charity shop. And um, uh, one day, someone rang up from America His mother had died, that was sad, but his mother lived near us on the island of Lewis. And uh, he said, listen, uh, Mr Charity Shop, whoever he was talking to, he said, you can have anything you find in the house. Just empty the house and then when you've taken everything you want and you can sell it and use it for the charity, then I'll sell the house and I'll have that for myself. So a team was sent out from the charity and uh, Mrs Baker was one of them and they collected up all the towels and all the sheets and all the trinkets and all the furniture and they put it on the vans and they sent it back to the charity shop and while Mrs Baker was looking through some of the drawers she pulled out an envelope she pulled out the envelope and as she pulled it out it's, something fell out of the envelope onto the floor and she picked it up and oh it looked very special and uh, she read on it a gold cougarand a gold cougarand and she knew that was a South African coin and she put it in her pocket now she wasn't going to steal it but she wanted to surprise the man that was in charge of collecting the money for the hospice so when they took all the things back to the hospice and to the charity shop she went to see the man in charge and she said I've got something for you he said what's that and she pulled it out and his eyes lit up and immediately he was on the computer what was this one ounce of almost pure gold from South Africa, worth, and they looked it up, and it was, wasn't much bigger than a one pound coin, 900 pounds. Just that tiny coin was worth 900 pounds. It was almost pure gold, almost 24 carat gold. You know, the Lord Jesus is golden, He is pure. If I can say it reverently, He's 24 carat, pure, sinless glorious, priceless there's no God like him in fact there is no other God we know, you know, we need him and these wise men understood they understood something of the purity of this saviour and therefore they came and they offered gold because they knew they knew that he was 100% pure un- unsinful, uh, untarnished in any way. He was pure like gold. So it was just the right gift to give to the Lord Jesus. Gold is ductile. That's a strange word, isn't it? Gold is ductile. What does that mean? It means it can be drawn out into a wire or a thread without the risk of it breaking. Again, just a, a single ounce of gold can be pulled out into a stretch of thread five miles long without breaking. Amazing. We say it's ductile. Gold thread can be used for products like jewellery or making tiny computer parts. But let me tell you this, the Lord Jesus can entwine himself around all of our hearts. And that's what he does when he saves someone and he can make us pure and glorious too and he can stretch out to all of us and save us. The wise men knew that. They knew that this saviour coming into the world that was intimated to them by the Holy Spirit and why they should go and worship him and bring their gifts, they knew that gold was so appropriate for the Lord Jesus because they knew that he had entwined himself around their hearts and made them his. Gold is non-toxic. Have you heard that word? Gold is non-toxic. Although gold is a metal, it can't do you any harm. You know, lead is very bad for you. Down some of your roads just recently, they've been digging up all the roads. And from what I hear, they've been digging up to take away some of the lead piping that's been there 100 years. To take away the lead piping and put plastic piping in its place because they know that, pla- that lead piping is bad for you. Well, I grew up in the days when everything was lead pipes, and that's why I'm not as clever as you, because, you see, it's affected my brain, and uh, it's not good for you, it's toxic. It does you harm, and therefore we don't want lead pipes any But do you know, you can eat metal flakes of gold, and you can eat little du- lots of gold dust in your food, and it won't do you any harm. It's a bit of a waste, though, isn't it? Swallowing gold. Well, of course. But the Lord Jesus will never do us any harm. He will never do us any harm at all. All other thinking, all other ways of life, all other thinking that's outside of the Bible way, that's all toxic. That's all so harmful to our lives, especially our young lives. But the Lord Jesus can only do us good. He can forgive us. He can save us. He can give us everlasting life. And you see, these wise men knew that. They knew that gold wouldn't do you any harm and they knew especially the Lord Jesus wouldn't do them any harm and so they went to him and they sought for him and they found him. Gold is pliable. Pliable. Along with being malleable and ductile, gold is also very pliable. What's the difference? Well, the difference is it has to do with the amount uh, that the shape can be bent. Pliable materials can be bent or flexed. Have you ever tried that little experiment where you've got a ruler and you put it on the table and you put one hand on it and then you flick the other end and you get a note, don't you? If you're very clever, you can play a little tune. Well, it means that it is pliable. Well, gold is like that. It can be used in tiny computers with a little, like a little spring like uh, so that if you're turning on a switch, it moves up and then it goes down and it doesn't break. It's pliable in that sense, like a spring. In fact, gold is so pliable that it can be made into sewing thread without breaking. Do you remember Bezalel? He was that very clever man that had the spirit of God in him that Moses used and God uh, appointed to make all the tabernacle in the wilderness And one of the things he did was when he was making the high priest's clothes, he got some gold and he rolled it, a bit like you roll plasticine. And the more you roll it, the more it comes out. But then as a thread, not just pulling it as we were thinking before, but as he rolled it, it wouldn't break. And then he sewed it into the garments of Aaron, the priest, at that time. And it was pliable in that sense. It made fantastic sewing thread. And although that would be pretty expensive, sewing so in Fred, for us, our lives, friends, are torn. Our lives are shabby and our lives are threadbare. We will never get to heaven as we are, but the Lord Jesus Christ can sort of sew us up. He can sort of repair us, in fact, clothe us with his very goodness and bring us to heaven. And you see, these wise men understood that. They understood it. That's why they gave this gold. They knew all about gold. They'd experimented with it for years and years. They knew that they could do all these things with it. And they knew the Lord Jesus could repair their lives and forgive them their sin and bring them to heaven. Gold is dense. I don't mean stupid. Sometimes if you say someone's dense, you think they're not very clever. Well, maybe those lead pipes have made me a bit dense. But what we mean is gold is one of the densest of metals. Gold weighs weighs nearly 20 times as much as any other weapons. You see the air around us and the oxygen in the air. Well, all the little atoms of oxygen, they're sort of spread out. But when the Lord made gold he pressed all the atoms together almost as close as you could get them. And so they were dense and they were very, very heavy. And gold is one of the densest of all metal. Well, and we find that uh, it's so heavy that some of us have been to the uh, Bank of England Museum and there they've got a gold bar. It's about that big. And uh, you you can't steal it because it's in a sort of case. But you can put your hand in and it's on a sort of, I don't know, pulley of some sort, and you you try and lift it up. It's only strong men like me that can actually lift it up, and the youngsters, well, they think they can lift it up, but some of them can't. It's so heavy because the gold is so dense. And although this is a difficult point for you perhaps to understand, I want you to understand this. The Lord Jesus is no lightweight. He is no lightweight. He is not someone who's useless, The Lord Jesus is not someone who cannot help you, or a liar, or a cheat. The Lord Jesus is a person of great substance. He's the greatest person that there has ever, ever been. He is someone you can absolutely believe. He is someone you can absolutely trust in. He is someone you can absolutely depend upon. He is the real thing. And he is the only saviour. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. He is the Son of God. We need him. You see, these wise men knew this. They knew that they were going to visit the birthplace and the person who was the greatest person that had ever come into this world. That's why they gave him gold, because that was like a, a picture of him. It was the equivalent of him. Did you know that gold is rarer than diamonds you might not have thought that but there are far more diamonds in the earth than there is gold that's because most of the earth is made of carbon and you may know that diamonds are made of carbon gold is made well gold is made of gold isn't it but you see the gold miners they were off to find gold in so many places Do you remember there was a great gold uh, find in California in 1849 and all the 49ers and their daughters Clementine, they all went down there to find the gold and then some of them went up to Alaska to the Klondike and oh, so many of them died, so many of them froze to death, so many, many of them fell in the swift flowing rivers, some of them fell under the ice of the lakes or they were attacked by robbers. Oh, It was hard to go and find gold, but something kept them on, something made them brave, something made those people say, I've got to find some gold, I've got to do that. And then sometimes they made a rare find of gold and they became very, very rich after a long journey. Well, it was worth it. And of course, these men, these wise men, they knew it was well worth looking for the Lord Jesus. It was worth so much more than finding gold to find the saviour of men, it was well, well, worth it. Well, you know that gold is used in electronics. I can tell you this, the wise men didn't know that. But they, we know that uh, gold is used in electronics. And, uh, well, the reason is, is because, as we were saying before, it doesn't corrupt and you can make it so tiny. And so it's uh, used, instead of copper, and uh, silver even, uh, those metals which corrupt, and if they're inside some gadget, inside some phone, inside some laptop, computer, well, they can go rusty, and uh, there are certain parts of those intricate uh, machines that man makes that are so crucial that only gold will do. Only gold can be used in that place. Only gold will do nothing else, and our oh, friends, just as nothing else would work in our computers in our in our gadgets the lord jesus christ is the only one that can make us work he's the only one that make us work properly you see we're not working properly we're sinful and we don't worship god and we get into a temper and uh, sometimes we lie and sometimes we think things we know we shouldn't think, and sometimes we're jealous, all sorts of things. But just as you you need to use components in computers made of gold and phones and gadgets, otherwise they won't work, so the Lord Jesus is gold. He is the only one that can work salvation in our hearts and in our lives. And although the wise men didn't know anything about our modern gadgets, they knew this, they knew that only the Lord Jesus Christ could make their lives work to the glory of God and take them to heaven. Now, you know that gold is found all over the world. It's even been found in Antarctica. Alluvial gold is found in small yellow grains and flakes or even small nuggets on the beds of fast-flowing rivers. Well, you're more likely to find those gold deposits on the outside bend of a river where the river slows down a bit and the heavy gold falls to the bottom as it slows down. Well, eventually it settles on the bottom. And you know that the prospectors for gold, they go panning for gold. They have a big sort of metal bowl and they sort of dig up with a bowl the gravel at the bottom of the river. And then they swirl it round with water and as they swirl it round, all the, all the uh, grit and all the sandy parts, well, that gets washed out of the bowl, and gradually they put some more water in, and then every now and again, there at the bottom of their bowl is a little gold nugget or some grains of gold, and they save it very, very carefully, and there it is, there in the river. Well, that's amazing, and sometimes... When those uh, gold prospectors found a piece of gold, maybe they saw a bigger piece and they said, wow, look at this. And they wouldn't tell anyone. They'd keep it safe so that the robbers wouldn't come and get it from them. But you know, if you were to find the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm not sure that you would say, wow, but you would say, oh, this is amazing. I found the Lord Jesus. He's become my saviour. I love him now. And now I'm going to worship him. And that's what these wise men knew. They knew when they found the saviour, they were exceedingly glad because they saw the star, but oh, they were even more glad that they found the saviour. He was wonderful to them. He was someone special. He was someone outside of this world in one way. He was marvellous to them. I wonder if you know the elemental symbol for gold. It's AU. All the elements have got different letters, usually two letters. And the elemental symbol for gold is AU. It comes from the old, letter, let, the old Latin name for aurum, which means glow of a sunrise, a glorious sunrise, a golden sunrise. That's where it comes from. And you see, in the German languages, uh, in the Middle Ages, well, of course, gold, it meant yellow. That's what they called it. What have I found here? They didn't say I found some gold, they found I found some yellow. And that was very precious to them. And you see, the Lord Jesus Christ is glorious. He's wonderful. He's more glorious than any sunrise or anything else. Oh, we want to love Him. We want to worship Him. He is golden. He is glorious. He was to the wise men. Oh, it was wonderful. Gold was just the right gift to give to them. Gold is a most expensive metal a precious metal that's what we call it of course and no one is more precious than the lord jesus christ oh if you find him oh what a present this was to give to the lord jesus these wise men knew that this babe was far more precious than their gifts their gifts were only symbols of these things but they knew that he was precious. He certainly was precious from, for them. And you know, gold is virtually indestructible. We call gold a noble metal. And uh, it doesn't react, as we were thinking earlier, to other chemicals or acids or anything like that. It's virtually indestructible. Gold doesn't rust or oxidise or even re- react to other chemicals. This is why... All the gold that has been extracted from the earth, it's melted down, then it's made into something, then it's remelted and made into something else. And do you know, the gold that we use today, it might have been dug up 5,000 years ago. I wonder where the gold of my ring was dug up years ago. Because whatever it was, it probably had been melted down maybe even dozens of times, maybe even a hundred times before it became my ring. You don't have to keep digging it up, although you do. You keep digging gold up, but there's loads of gold around and you use it and you use it because it's indestructible. The Lord Jesus Christ is eternal. He is the eternal Son of God. He could not be destroyed in the grave. No one or no thing can ever defeat him or overcome him. He is almighty. He can save absolutely. What a gift. What a gift. These wise men knew what they were doing. As they gave this gold to the Lord Jesus, they knew that he was indestructible. Do you see what we're saying? Do you see why this gift was given? The Lord Jesus is golden. He is glorious. The Lord Jesus is enough for everyone. You cannot mix him. He is the way to heaven. He is precious. He is precious. He can entwine himself around us, around our hearts and our lives and all his people and save us. He will never do us any harm. Only good if we come to him. He can cover all our sins and hide them. He is the heaviest one in the universe. You know what I mean. He's substantial. The Lord Jesus makes us work. Us. Us who so often go wrong. and He can rise up in our hearts. No one is more precious than the Lord Jesus Christ. He is alive forevermore. Gold was a proper present. For this king, the Lord Jesus, is certainly a king, a king of gold. No wonder the wise men gave gold. He is king of kings and lord of lords. He is king of heaven. Oh, friends, a king to all those that love him. Oh, that this time of year, we might have him ruling as a king in our hearts and in our lives. If we cannot give him gold, let's give him our lives. He alone can save us. What about frankincense and myrrh? or both have been traded for 5,000 years. They're resins. What's a resin? Oh, there's some special trees. And uh, if you cut the tree, it sort of weeps. It's not exactly the sap, but the resin comes out and it's sticky. And after a, a few weeks, it goes hard. And then you can sort of chip it off and you can grind it down. Most frankincense comes from uh, a tree uh, called the Boswellia tree. There's about five different sorts of it. They're found in North Africa and also in Oman and in Yemen, Saudi Arabia. To harvest frankincense, that's what you have to do. You have your tree, you look after those trees very carefully, they're worth a fortune. Much more uh, worth than an apple tree or an orange tree, these frankincense trees, if you like, and uh, you would cut with a sharp knife and then you would wait for it to ooze out this frankincense and then you would wait a few months and chip it off and then you could grind it down and you know, it's quite amazing but even this afternoon I was visiting my sister and my brother-in-law and he said, here's something for you and he gave me a packet a packet of frankincense hard frankincense that you could grind up and put with olive oil to make a, a, a frankincense oil Or you can burn it and make a sweet perfume. You can have a look at it afterwards. Well, that is amazing. And uh, in 5,000 years ago, and in the time of the Lord Jesus, well, there was only a few places you could get this frankincense for. So it was worth a fortune. In fact, it was worth more than its weight in gold, because this was so rare. Although there was plenty of it around, it was rare in terms of how you had to spend money to get some. Well, there's another tree, another sort of tree, that myrrh comes from. And that's also in the Arabian Peninsula, Saudi Arabia, and around that sort of place. And uh, it was constantly, in the old days, in short supply and high, high demand. You know, the English word frankincense comes from an old French expression, for insults. I don't know if they say it like that, but uh, it, was, it means high quality incense. Incense is burnt, and then there's a sweet smell, a perfume. Why did the wise men give the Lord Jesus frankincense? Well, the gold represented his glory and his purity and the fact that he was a king. The frankincense represents God's deity. That means they knew he was God. They knew this, they understood this, that this babe was God come to us. In the Old Testament, frankincense was used in the temple. They would burn it and a beautiful smelling smoke would go up and the people thought of that as their prayers going up to God and it was a way that the Lord reminded the people that they had to pray and ask for forgiveness and so that frankincense was a symbol of God answering prayer. And so to give frankincense to the babe meant that they understood he was God. That was something they understood in their hearts and there was this fragrant smell from the smoke that went up to God like prayers. By bringing this gift of frankincense, the wise men showed that they believed the Lord Jesus was no ordinary man, but he was both fully man and fully God. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? You need to. Only this... God, man, the Lord Jesus Christ can save us. He is Emmanuel, which means God with us. So frankincense was just right. We need to pray, Lord, save me. You know, frankincense was used when you mix it with olive oil as an oil. And it was a fantastic skin cure and care that people used to use. The ladies in Egypt used to put it on their eyes because there was so much eye disease but it it sort of had a uh, sort of effect on their eyes uh, like an antiseptic that kept disease away and they used it in that way. But lots of rich people would put it on their faces so that they would shine and they would look healthier. But of course, the Lord Jesus Christ doesn't just change our outside, he changes our inside. He changes our souls. He makes us good and healthy in our souls. Apparently, this resin is edible. I don't know what it tastes like, but in ancient times, people used to chew a little bit of it, like gum to treat, well, tummy upsets and things like that. And it was swallowed to make you sort of stronger against getting colds and all that sort of thing. I don't know how true that was or how real it was, but I can tell you this. The Lord Jesus Christ can do us good. He can make us healthy in our souls. It might not be very nice to eat these things, and it's not very nice to say, I'm a sinner. It's not very easy to say, I need to be forgiven. It's not very hard. It's not very easy to say, I'm never going to get to heaven on my own. But if we do, the Lord Jesus will cure us and make us better. The Lord knew this. And this frankincense was often used as a sort of stress reliever. Do we need that today? Some of the ancient people put it in their baths. Or they put it uh, to, to burn and uh, in their houses to make them relax. And uh, it made them feel so much better. But the Lord Jesus Christ is better than that. He can bring an end to all woe and stress and jealousy and selfishness and envy and disappointment and discontent and longing. He can bring an end to those things. The Lord Jesus, like frankincense, can bring an end to all these rotten things. He can change our lives. And these wise men knew that. Frankincense was also used to keep the bugs away, the insects. The the ancient Egyptians, they had enormous grain silos, where, uh, a bit like Joseph in his days, he had mountains of grain. But unfortunately, there was a moth that came in and spoiled the grain, if they weren't careful. And what they used to do is, in those silos, they would burn frankincense, and it kept all those uh, harmful insects away. Oh, the Lord Jesus, he can bring us protection. He can bring us protection against the devil. He can bring us protection against our evil sin. Oh, what a gift to give to the Lord Jesus. These wise men understood that, that this Lord Jesus could protect them and drive all evil away and you might know that myrrh means bitter bitter and so these two resins that we use frankincense and myrrh they were a bit different and uh, this myrrh has been used for centuries as a perfume but also they used to use it they used to use it when they buried people they used to think that it would preserve the body the ancient egyptians used myrrh when they embalmed Dead bodies. You can see some of them there in the British Museum. The wise men knew what they were doing. They thought, This is a king. We'll give him gold. This is God. We will offer him frankincense. This is the Saviour. We will prepare for his death. Myrrh was the proper gift to give to someone who was to die. It was a sweet ointment used to embalm the body of a loved one when they were buried. Only the death of the Saviour can rescue us from Satan and from our sin and bring us to heaven. Do you see it? We need to come to the Lord Jesus Christ and repent of our sin and trust in him and yield our lives to him because there he was on the cross, dying in our place. You may remember that as he was dying, they offered him a glass of vinegar or weak wine, but it had myrrh in it and it was very bitter now it was meant to make him suffer uh, without feeling it so much and so the lord jesus declined it this glass of myrrh but you see the lord jesus can come to us and though his death was bitter he can make that death sweet to us. And he can make that death something that's glorious to us, something we glory in, something we think, this is everything to me. The Lord Jesus Christ dying on the cross because it saves me, it forgives me all my sin, it brings me to heaven. Do you see why these wise men brought the myrrh to the Lord Jesus? These wise men. What gifts they brought? Gold. Well, he was a king, and he was golden, he was glorious. He was pure. The wise men brought to the Lord Jesus frankincense because he certainly was God and that's what they believed. And the wise men brought to the Lord Jesus myrrh. He is the only saviour who had to die to save us. The wise men understood that, that someone had to give their life, that they might be forgiven. God is our maker. And if we trust him, then he can be our God. We do pray that at this Christmas time we might worship him as God and as king. And as Saviour, the Lord Jesus certainly came to die, and that is the reason he came into this world, for his people, to save them from their sins and bring them to glory. And he is the Saviour, if we will be sorry for our sin and ask him to save us. Well, you say, I can't give him any gold. I haven't got any frankincense to give him, although I've got a little bit here tonight. And myrrh, well, I've never seen any. But there's an old a Christmas song that we sing sometimes. What can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would give a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. But what I can I give him, give him my heart. May we do that this Christmas time. Let's pray together. Gracious God and Heavenly Father, we thank thee, Lord, for all that thou hast shown us in thy word of the glory of the Saviour and the fact that he came to bleed and to die in our place. And as we think of what these wise men did, we pray, Lord, that we also might come with the gift of our lives, not that we have much to give, but, oh, Lord, that we might give ourselves to thee and know thy forgiveness and thy blessing. We ask it for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Amen. Let's sing in closing. Hymn number 231, As with gladness, men of old, did the guiding star behold? 231.